Matt Gary, it is Six Pack Lapidat, and Paul Maranzan. And Matt, we got ourselves another preview show, my friend. The Arnold Classic 2019. And there should be some fireworks uh, for myself. The biggest one that I'm most excited about is the Women's Grand Prix, which is mm -hmm. literally a star-studded cast. Um, we don't have to get that right away, but me and Paul are actually talking. You might happen to know the answer to this question, Matt. How, okay. how did these rosters get filled? Because I'm looking at the Raw Challenge, $800 for the winner. I'm looking at the Pro American, a G and a half. And I'm looking at the Grand Prix, um, two Gs. And some of it are peculiar how, you know, the Pro American, we got Ray Williams, LS McLean, some reigning world champions. They're in the Pro American, but they never made it to the Grand Prix for the bigger money prize. Do you know how that works? Yeah, so actually, if you if you go on to, um, on the USA Powerlifting website, there's an Arnold page, and it's got an FAQ. And anyway, um, it, it goes into uh, the criteria to participate and exactly the qualifications that are required. And so in order to uh, qualify to compete, if we, if we just go uh, event by event, in order to compete in the Raw Challenge, uh, you, had to, you had to lift at Raw Nationals. And, and, for, uh, and, of course, we were going by Wilkes at this point. This was before the new IPF score. But the qualifying criteria was you had to have a minimum Wilkes, females of 425, and men had to have a minimum of 450. Mm. And so, and so that's, that was the qualification to get into the Raw Challenge. And then they basically just open it up, registration as a first-come, first-serve. And there's this frenzy of every single Tom, Dick, and Harry, you know what I mean, and, uh, and, 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 and Mary Jane and Betty trying to sign up all at once. And so it's, and, and they fill the, it's the first 70 paid entries. And so oh. that, literally, that literally fills up in a matter of minutes. Yeah. And so, you know, they announce it ahead of time and so on and so forth. Um, looking at the other events, um, if we go on to the Pro-American, <clears throat> the selection includes uh, anybody from the 2000 Raw Nationals that got a uh, Wilkes of 475 for females or 490 for the men, they get an automatic invite. Anybody who is an open class winner, automatic invite, automatic invite if you were on the national team competing at Raw Worlds. Uh, if you uh, have been on an open team uh, competing equipped in 2018, uh, you got an automatic invite. And so those were just that, – that's, and that's by selection basically for the pro-American. Okay. So, and, and then there's some different invitations that go out. So that's kind of how that works, and that is the first 40 paid entries. So that's why you're seeing in the Pro-American, you're seeing some equipped as well as raw lifters both. And then when we go on to the Grand Prix, which is kind of the other feature powerlifting event, that's invitation only. And so you do have a lot of lifters like your L.S. McLean's and your Ray Williams and so on and so forth who are getting invited to the Grand Prix, and for whatever reason, they might just decline. Um, so typically the Grand Prix has been on Saturday mornings. And just speaking for my lifter, my guy, Ray Williams, he prefers to lift in the afternoon. He wants to sleep in, get a couple of meals under his belt, so to, so to speak, literally and figuratively, and lift later in the day. Now, as fate would have it, they have switched the schedule and the rogue uh, uh, Grand Prix 
event did get bumped till later in the afternoon. Um, so, you know, in theory, he would have been able to lift in the afternoon. I'm just speaking for Ray. But, you know, different people have different reasons or circumstances. It might be travel. It might be being able to get time off work, et cetera. And I don't know everybody's individual story, but those might be some of the behind-the-scenes reasons why people don't compete in one event over another. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's that, that's it in a nutshell. You know, you're, you're not seeing some of the usual suspects. Uh, for instance, perhaps a Marisa Enda in the Grand Prix. I believe she was invited, uh, but she's taken some time off because she's kind of banged up, you know, so she's waiting for Worlds. And so because the Arnold is an exhibition event, it's more or less just a carnival act, so to speak. Uh, that's not to diminish the Arnold, but it's just to say that it doesn't qualify you for anything else. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, uh, there are some people who just say, you know what, I'm going to step aside, I'm going to lick my wounds, heal up, and go to Worlds. So, uh, but if you want all of the qualification procedures and qualifying procedures, all that can be accessed directly on the USA Powerlifting website under the Arnold Sports Festival, and there's line-by-line, chapter and verse on all the qualification standards for every single event. Yeah, fair enough. You know, looking at it, um, the Grand Prix itself, 2K for the winner. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a G and a half for Pro American, 800 for the Raw Challenge. But right. like you said, Ray might tell himself, look, an extra 500 might be nice. But if it's going to shift around my whole schedule, etc., it's just not worth it for me. Yeah, and you also look at some of the names that you might see in the Raw Challenge. I'll give you an example, uh, a Sean Noriega or a Joseph Franzo or somebody like that. Yeah, some of those names, uh, some of those people may have been qualified uh, or good enough to lift in the Pro-American, but they also serve as coaches, and they may in fact be handling lifters on other days. So they figure, you know what, I'm going to get in on Friday, I'm going to do my thing at the Raw Challenge. You know, in theory, it's a less prestigious event, uh, but then that opens the, the the opportunity for them to coach lifters throughout the weekend. So I know there are certain people who do that sort of thing as well. 100%. Yeah, makes, I was going to say, which makes sense since, yeah, Tina's in the pro-American and so is Danny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Joey, yep. Joey Flex, obviously, he's got tons of... Uh, he's yeah, he's got a lot of lifters. Now, now, hopping in here uh, for the Raw <laughs> Challenge... Um, some of the standouts you you had just dropped right there. Sean Noriega is yep. probably my big pick there. Definitely jumps out. I mean, his training has just been bonkers. Um, he's he's touting he's going to be in there into the eight hundred kilo total possibly. Yep. You know, it's the big gold standard when it comes to the eighty three kilo class. Um, what are you anticipating? And also, it should be said. You said Joey Flex. Joey Flex himself, um, you know, taking it like into the 700s for a squat, um, having some, obviously his bench has been everything reliable and always has been. Uh, his deadlift is coming around. I think Joey Flex, we're going to see some big things. Are those the two guys that pop out the most in terms of the Raw Challenge for you? Who else do we have in here? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, as you said, Noriega's had the prep of his life. I know that Joseph told me he's looking to take a shot at the American record total perhaps the bench record as well. Uh, Joey himself, like you said, uh, hoping to hit his first 700-pound uh, squat, which is a big milestone for him. Uh, looking at some of the other names uh, in the Raw Challenge, so also in the 83s, you've got Ross Lepola, and Ross is L.S. McLean's coach, 
and he also coaches Dana McNeil. So I used to coach Ross, good friend of mine. Uh, he's a formidable 83. Uh, he's not going to total enough to really uh, pressure Sean, but but he he should he should lift well and represent himself well. Uh, looking at some of the other names, looking at some of the females. So you've got a pack of females there at 57, uh, who all kind of placed. Uh, within five kilos of one another at Raw Nationals, so you've and and they all th- I think they came in like ninth, tenth, and eleventh respectively. You've got like Madeline Forberg and Joe Ida, that's uh, Max's wife of from Juggernaut. If you know Max Ida, yeah, uh, from, yeah, from that crew. That's uh, Joe is is Max's wife, and so she and um, and uh, Maddie Forberg and and that whole crew in there they kind of totaled within 5 kilos of raw nas- of one another at raw nationals so that should be interesting i know Jesslyn Visner she's competing in the arnold for the first time she's had a good prep uh, at at 57 but yeah i think in terms of as you said standouts and the people that just kind of jump off the screen at you you've got Noriega you've got uh, Franzo Sawyer Yandel at 74 is a strong guy he's also going to be doing the squat challenge later in the week and so uh, Sawyer uh, should do some big things at 74. Jeff, uh, Jeff Cohen is a local guy from Maryland. He's got a really big bench. I'm not sure if he's going to make 66s or if he's just going to weigh in as a light 74. Or, uh, but but he, he should be able to do some damage. And looking at the rest of the people there, that's probably about it, really, in terms of uh, – you know, uh, notables uh, that would jump off the screen at me for the Raw Challenge. Now, is Joe Ada really 48? Yeah, she's, well, she, yeah, she's, yeah, so she's, she's an M1, and I guess probably, uh, depending upon her birthday, approaching that M2 status. Yep. And still top 10 in the U.S., eh? Yeah, I think she placed, I'm trying to remember exactly where she placed, but she was right around 10th in the Open. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yep. So pretty impressive. Yeah, going toe to toe because yeah, uh, Maddie Forberg would be literally less than half her age, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, are gonna slug it out. <laughs> it's I mean, you know, powerlifting strength can last, strength can last yep. forever. Not a guy tell yep. you, right? Exactly. So, That's the beauty of it. Yep. Yep. Um, now looking at the pro American, um, things definitely heat up in the pro American. You got some big names here, obviously. Tina Tornado, I know you don't really drop the uh, social media names here. I've never heard anyone call <laughs> Joey Flex by his real last name. Yeah. <laughs> Except right. for maybe his mother or his father. But yep. you dropped it in there. I was like, who? I was actually <laughs> thrown off by this. <laughs> who is this guy? Who, was, who is this guy that you like, mentioned? I don't, I don't know. Joseph yeah. Never heard of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but Hell of a total, though. Tina, Tor- <clears throat> Tina Tornado obviously stands out. Chloe Dublin. Um, yep. I want to see what Chloe does. I know at the World Championships... Um, her back was banged up, and she feels like she couldn't give a full account of herself. But I think prep's yep. going well now. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I reached out to Chloe, and I spoke to her, and she said that she um, she doesn't have much of a weight cut. She's feeling really good. She's excited to compete. She's she's healthy. The back is healed up. She's definitely looking to hit PRs in all disciplines, just make some solid lifts. But she also said specifically that she she intentionally wants to leave a little bit of weight on the bar just to kind of not peak too soon and give herself a little bit of latitude to kind of ride that momentum heading into Worlds. So I would expect her to, to hit some PBs, but not they. in theory, they won't be limit lifts for Chloe. So, and, that, and that all depends day of. Because once yeah, you're there, yeah. that's, right. that's one that's, thing that 
it's one thing to tell me that in a text message. It's another thing to be able to hold back. But her coach, Jeremy Hartman, I'm sure will be there by her side and, and hopefully can try to reel her in. And she's, she's really coachable. That's what I love about Chloe. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see her lift for sure. Now, we also have Daniela Mello. And Daniela Mello has been a little more silent on social media in terms of her lifts. Um, I don't really know what to expect right now based off of the social media. Um, I don't know if she's keeping her cards close to her chest or if this is more a casual training and going to walk in there. And uh, do you know anything on on your end? Is is there any, anything you've heard? So I think she's, um, I think she's switched coaches actually. So now she's working with, with Joey uh, flex. And um, I know that Joey said that she took some time off of nationals. I think that was just to kind of, uh, uh, cooler Jets, you know, there was that big showdown with Amanda Lawrence and so forth. And so uh, I know that she poured a lot into that emotionally. And so she's just looking to go nine for nine and build some momentum uh, going into Worlds. I think um, she's not really, you know, obviously because she's not going to be facing Amanda head to head. They're lifting on uh, literally and figuratively different platforms and at different times and different parts of the building. She's just trying to stay in her own lane and focus on what she can control. And so, um, yeah, I think she's she's probably looking to uncork something a little bit bigger at, at Worlds. But nonetheless, I mean, you know, she should have an easy go of it here at 84 uh, in the Pro-American. I mean, there's really nobody that can challenge her. No, no certainly not um, in terms of the weight class. Uh, yeah. But overall, she'll have so she might have some battles there. Um, right. For and sure. looking at the women here, so who are you thinking is the favorite when it comes to the women's overall to take that 1,500 check? Yeah, I would think it's probably lining up. I mean, just because of the way that those IPF points now kind of shake out, you know, they kind of favor. I think when we you were talking about they ran the, the, the scores based on past performances, the 84s really do really well according to this new formula. So I think... I think Daniela would be in the driver's seat, presumably, you know, if she uh, if she does her job and she executes and she makes all nine lifts, which she's been prone to do. I mean, she's she makes a lot of attempts. Um, I don't know how Tina's score would stack up. I know that Joseph said that Tina had a good prep as looking to build on her uh, total from Raw Nationals and also finally hit a 402 pound deadlift in training. I know that's been a big mile. Yeah, it's been a big milestone that she's been chasing. So now she's just got to put that package on the platform. Um, you also have a 57, uh, Christina uh, uh, Paraki. Uh, she's from Massachusetts. She's a really solid lifter. And so she has actually hit the podium before at 57 at Raw Nationals. She was just out of the podium this year uh, because she went, tried to go big on her deadlift to make up some ground for some missed lifts, and it didn't happen. So, uh, but I know that she's had a good prep. She works with uh, the strength athlete, Eric Bodhorn, as her coach. And so, um, but again, just in terms of formula and IPF points, I would, I'd be looking for Daniela to probably take the overall. Is that right? See, I, it's, it's hard for me. Ordinarily, I would probably lean that you're right. The only thing that makes me guess is I haven't seen a lot from Daniela. I know the switching of coaches and yep. um, I think she might – has she moved as well? Or, you know, there's a lot of things going around, like moving, sure. like in her life, moving pieces, and um, and that's life, right? That's just life. So it might not have been her number one focus. So I don't know if she's like, I'm coming in here for fun or if it's going to be the Daniela Mello that's going <laughs> to – you know what I mean? We've seen. So it kind of depends what she brings on that day. And for me, it's a bit of a question mark. I think by the time Worlds runs around – if she goes to Sweden, we're going to see Daniela like we know. 
But yeah, I agree. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm personally kind of hoping that it's the exact opposite, though, that she's coming out and all guns blazing. I don't know. Because all the focus <laughs> is on Amanda Lawrence now, and I kind of want her to just come out and be like, hey, let's it, not write me off yet. Well, yeah. yeah here's, and here's put a, on a hell of a competition. Or here's, a show. here's the reason why, um, because they're not head-to-head showing down, maybe it won't be. That's yeah. why I think maybe it won't be that, only because it's not head-to-head right now. And she can kind of be like, you know, sometimes life comes up. Life pops up, and it's tough, yeah, to, yeah. tough to work around it. And you're like, hey, shit, I'll give you what you got, what I got, but it might not be my A game right now. So I'm not entirely sure. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of her posting. Usually she's pretty pretty all over on that social media when things are popping. So who yeah. knows? Or she might be just keeping her cards close to her chest. You know, so we'll have to see. But um, you did say a new factor in this is the IPF, uh, new IPF formula, um, and how that shakes out for everybody. Ray's going to take a hit with this. Uh, yep, kind of a bit of a segue sure. when we're going to profile the men. But for the women, 84 kilo women seem to get a boost. They got a huge boost, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to actually start getting a feel for this formula the more competitions we see, yeah. the more nationals, the more worlds. I think when they ran it, Daniela became number one, wasn't she? Is that right, Gary? Is that what you heard? I th- I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Daniela. I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, if she's the reigning queen, maybe maybe she maybe she doesn't need to bring her A game to take it. You know, maybe she it, puts enough on the bar. Ex- right. Exactly. And you know, to that point, you know, because like Tina and Christina aren't going to Worlds, they can really let it all hang out and put their foot on the gas. Where maybe yeah. Daniela is just trying to, you know. Put together a solid performance, but really kind of show and prove once she gets to Worlds. Yeah, and that's fair. So, now, yeah. looking at the men, we, we got some we got some heavy hitters here. For uh, sure. In, we have in the 83-kilo class, obviously, um, Russell Orr, he's not here. Sean Noriega is going to be in the, the Raw Challenge. But standouts, Rob Ali, who he said he did not put his best his best game together on the Raw Nationals, but is expecting to do so here. Um, he's peaking well, and he's smashing some big numbers once again. Marcus Ododo, who's also muscle man Marcus on Instagram, yep. third place the U.S. Raw Nationals. Again, at the Raw Nationals, um, I think he only had one squad in there. May not put together his best performance, and that's scary because this guy, I've seen him double 615 in the gym. You know, he's, he can also be a heavy hitter. Um, and, and the 83 kilo Uber competitive. We also have uh, Chance Mitchell, LS McLean, IPF world champion, and um, Michael Michael Davis, who's uh, I believe he's still a junior but fast rising, and, and can lift an open. Ben Rice, another like a, a grizzly veteran of the game, and a 105 Uber competitive. And uh, let's see here, Joseph Pina. The squat phenom and Ray Williams rounding out the big boys. And right. Josephine as well smashing some big numbers. So, And Ray Williams, obviously a massive dynasty in powerlifting. So in the men's, an overwhelming high quality of lifters for the pro-American. Yep. Ordinarily, I got a feeling on, look at it, if I see Ray in there, I'm, I'm swinging towards Ray. But this formula has shaken things up, hasn't it? It has, for sure. And what are you feeling? I feel like the formula gravitates more towards our 93 and 83 kilo men. 83 and 93 take the biggest boost. Yeah, Um, it seems like so far. So having said that, 74 gets a big bit of a boost as well. Taylor Atwood's enjoying it. 
But we don't have the Taylor Atwood in there. We don't have, so I, I, I believe, if we're looking at this, okay, and, and I'll, you know, I'll side with you fellas because we didn't get picks. I think Noriega was low-hanging fruit for the Raw Challenge. I think I'll, I'll, I will go with Daniela Mello uh, for the women's because she is who she is, and she's such a standout star. I think even running, you know, not full-on on the gas, I think she could do enough. But for the mm-hmm. men's is where things are getting dicey for me. Um, I mean, I think if I'm looking at this, you know, it, for myself, it comes down to what kind of a day LS McLean has for me. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think LS McLean on his a game, eight forty and up with his total, you're talking and he's hit eight forty. you know, he's capable. It could be his day. He could collect that check, and he's got some big scalps on there if he could do it. Um, but if LS doesn't have his day, and he's 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 been somewhat hit and miss here and there, and, and we had him on the podcast recently, and he said to himself, "Man, I had a couple performances that were trash." You know, if he he can't afford to have a trash day when you got when you got the names that he's got he's going against. Um, I'm tentatively leaning towards an LS McLean, although the names like. You know, Muscle Man, Marcus Robbelli intrigue me only because, um, well, here's a question. Do they even have to weigh in in their weight class? No. No. Right? So that being said, it's almost like a marker. But if Robbelli had a bad day because of a weight cut or whatever the hell for U.S. Nationals, he could stop the cutting phase at, look it, I feel like this is why I want to stop three pounds above the 83 kilo class. We're stopping here, fellas. Because I think I'm still going to salvage an amazing day. An amazing day for me could do the trick. They'll do that here. And I think that's an intangible we can't overlook. Because on Nationals, but you can't afford to. I feel like trash. you got to keep cutting. Basically what Taylor Atwood did last year. Did he not? You, you get to a point, yeah. cutting, where you're like, I'm yeah. going to do my water cut. And some of the water cuts these fellas do are huge. And they could easily pump the brakes and say, let's hold up here. Because I'm starting to feel, it's getting a little grimy. I don't have to hit weight. Um, yeah, you wake up morning of, you've lost like six enough. pounds of water rather than drying it out in the sauna. Yeah, you say good enough. Yeah. So some of these gentlemen's performances could be, you know, up. So anyways, long story short, I'm leaning towards an LS, but I got my eye on muscle man Marcus from Rob Ali, and I'm interested what's going to happen with the big boys. I want to see what Ray does and Josephina does um, if they're going to go all out and we're going to get get some big squats out of them, some big pulls. Um what do you think, Paul? Because I think you're going to mirror exactly what Matt says. No. <laughs> I want to hear what Matt says first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to go with two different names that I'm okay. really watching that I think might put it all together on the platform for this. And that's Ben Rice yeah. and Chance Mitchell. You know what? So, so, so let me just cut you off for yeah. one second. So, pop it, pop Ch- it. Ch- Chance has actually withdrawn from this event. Oh, has he? So, yeah, so he will you not. You can't be change your pick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that 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 was the only thing that I was going to let you know. Chance withdrew from the pro American. He just recently did a meet. He's kind of pouring all his eggs into the basket in terms of that squat challenge, and is going to be doing a meet later in the year. So, um, w- when we get to the squat challenge, I can drop a little bit of more info on him. But he is withdrawn from the pro American. He has been absolutely doing some ridiculous end wraps and squats yep. in the gym. You yeah. know, nuts. Okay, this is starting to make sense. Because yep. the guy is, it is nuts what this young man is doing in the squats. But bless. Okay, you, so Ben Rice. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm going to still go, go with Ben Rice. He's a phenomenal lifter. I, you know, I just don't know how the formula shakes up. But maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. The guy's a phenomenal lifter. I think just given the, what I've seen from his training, yeah. I think he's got enough coming into it that even with the formula, depending on how it mixes up with yeah. the 105s, 93s, 83s, see, I'm, I so, think he's got enough to kind of I haven't to crunch numbers to see how it all shakes up. Um, to be honest, in terms of the new formula, to, to get my way feel around it. But um, I know Ben Rice on any given day is is world class. Yeah. Right up there to capable of winning worlds. He's up there capable of winning Raw Nationals. That means he's capable of winning worlds. So when we pair him off saying, well, these other guys are world champions. Well, he is world class and could as well. Yeah, and we watched him push David Wilson and right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. really... He missed some lifts that day. I was going to say, and Raw Nationals, he didn't have his best day. Because if I'm not mistaken, he went one for three on squats. Yeah, and he could have swung another Which one. is normally kind of money for... Yeah. Well, what are you thinking, Matt? Yeah, so I guess well, so I guess I'll start with a little bit lighter guys. In terms of the 83s, I, I talked to Rob Ali um, and his coach uh, Jason Tremblay from the Strength Guys. He's had the absolute prep of his life. He's on fire. Uh, he's got his nutrition dialed in. I have every expectation that Rob is going to have no problem making weight. Uh, you know, uh, the the only thing is, is some of the numbers that he posted in terms of you know him unofficially hitting the world record in training and having that huge deadlift, those were done at significantly heavier body weights. So the question is going to be, how much strength can he retain when he does come down and when he does get all the way down? But as of right now, he's only a couple pounds over. And so um, I am looking forward to seeing Rob do really big things. I think if Rob puts together his best package and makes nine lifts, I think he'll edge out Marcus. Um, I would put Marcus right behind him at 83. In terms of the 93s, I agree with you, Ryan. I think that LS has got to be, you know, if LS puts together his, you know, signature performance, he's tough to beat at 93. However, Daniel Libre, who LS gave a shot a shout out to on your podcast earlier, yeah, I was listening. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Libre, I believe he's from Washington. He's a former football player, and he's carried with him some significant knee injuries. But I've done my research on this guy, and he's strong as a bull. The <laughs> only problem is, is Daniel. He's competed about six or seven times, but unfortunately, has only been able to manage an average of about five point four attempts. So when you look, <laughs> so when you look at his crazy strong, freaky strong. And it's just like LS said, if this guy puts it all together and makes some attempts and makes some third squats and makes some third deadlifts, you know, a couple times he's had to swing for the fences just to just to yeah. climb in the rankings. And that's understandable. But if he can put together eight or nine lifts, his total's gonna jump big. So uh, but until we see that, clearly I've got to go with LS at ninety-three. Um, and as you said, I think the formula favors him. Talking to Joey Flex, uh, he said that Michael Davis is ready to put together uh, and on pace to put up a total close to what Eli Burks put up at Nationals. Oh wow! So, really? Yeah, yeah. So Mikey, so so Ben's gonna have his hands full. I mean, clearly we've seen the likes of Ben Rice before. We know what Ben can do. Michael's a little bit of a less proven quantity, so to speak. So I mean, yeah, I would give the edge to Ben. But presumably, from what Joey tells me, if Michael can put together what uh, you know Eli almost did at Raw Nationals, yeah, that's insane. Look, yeah. yeah. Then you're looking at a dogfight there. So, um, and just um, in terms of Ray, I know that Ray's ready. Um, we put together his game plan this weekend. He's he's healthy. He's ready to go. Um, you can you can expect a very big squat from Ray. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet, or you know exactly what we're going to do. But um, he's in top form in in uh, 
in, in squat and in bench. His deadlift might be down just a pinch, but um, I fully expect him to hit a PB total. Um, but in terms of formula, it doesn't favor Ray or the big guys, Pena, you know, so forth. So I would have to go with either Rob Ali or L.S. McLean in terms of taking the overall. And that's, you know, look, if L.S. goes out there and does his job and executes and makes eight or nine lifts, with the way that the new IPF points is set up, he's going to be tough to beat. Here's, here's one thing I will know, and, and, and you kind of touched up on it, and I touched up on it as well, is Rob Ali, um, I know that it's a big cut. I mean, he's a jacked-up young man. Yep. On his way down to 83, he could always stop at 84 kilo. You yeah. Know, just big. you know what, fellas? If I got to 83, ah, let's stop at 84. And I think the difference <laughs> it'll give him on that formula won't hurt him enough that his if his lifts stay what he's capable of. Like, my God, this young man, like you had said, in terms of um, world records being smashed in the gym, the guy's strong all day. It's just a matter of, and he knows, too. He knows leading into this, um, I don't have to get straight on 83 kilo. I don't have to kill myself. If it's getting bad and we're starting to, and I'm starting to feel it, we pull the plug on the water cut and we retain what we got. It's not worth dropping the total that much. Um, and that is one intangible that the Arnold Classic brings that I kind of like only because the weight classes are huge. For some of these guys, they don't naturally fit into one particular weight class as nicely. So it's kind of nice for these fellas, like a Rob Lee, too small for 93, a little yep. big for 83. I'll see you at the Arnold Classic, and then we'll call it. And um, and he might have it. And, and look at if he has it, it's nice winning the raw the the war, sorry the U.S. Raw Nationals at eighty three. But to defeat all these world champions, mm-hmm. it's a nice little feather in the cap as well. For sure, um, absolutely. So, so yeah, I'm thinking myself as well. Uh, our LS, I think I'm leaning towards. But Rob Ali intrigues me because of that factor and yep. Muscle Man Marcus. I don't know why he had a shaky nationals in terms of squat. I don't know if he uh, he looks huge. Okay, mm-hmm. look, look, they call him Muscle Man. If you see him on Instagram, it's not one of those um, ironic names because he's skinny or something. The guy yeah. it is like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. So I'm assuming he's cutting some mad weight, and this might also benefit him as well if he pulls yep. the plug. Um, you know, at 84, 84 and a bit kilo, we could see. What we see in the gym also transpiring the platform. If that happens, yep. Yeah, man. He, I mean, LS is good. He, LS, LS cannot have an off day with these gentlemen in the, in the field. Correct. Yeah. Um, there's my thoughts. Uh, do you want to add anything there, Paul? Or do you want to move on? I would like to switch my picks to be the uh, same as Matt's. <laughs> <laughs> no. Obviously, of course. Paul, the fearless, always covering the spread. Yeah. Um, Actually, if if I may, before we move on to the yeah. next, I do want to circle back just for one second because yeah. I was just reviewing my notes and I forgot one guy. If we look back at the raw challenge, just for one second, yeah. Yeah. in the one in the 105s, we've got a guy named Joseph Amendola, and that that name he goes by the name of Jake, and he, and he's he's not active on social media. It's not going to ring any bells. For a lot of your listeners, um, but I want to give him a shout out, not just because he trains at my facility at SSPT in Rockville, but because he placed fifth in the 105s at Raw Nationals, and he, he had a stellar performance. He was nine for nine, but he had a torn lat, and he still placed fifth amongst the likes of Eli Burks and Bren Rice and that whole crew uh, uh, at Raw Nationals. But he currently, his bench press is currently 
3.5 kilos above the IPF open world record. Oh, so wow. This guy, yeah, he's got a 246 kilo uh, bench press. This is raw at 105, which is 3.5 kilos over the bench only world record and a staggering 15 and a half kilos over the IPF world record bench in a powerlifting meet. Wow. So you're going to see this guy hit a huge bench and then when we get to the bench event, I'm going to tell you what he's got in store for the bench event. I'm okay. Let the cat All right. So, so let's. But, but I, I just wanted to to put him on everybody's map because he's he's gonna he's gonna break the world and because he, he'll be representing the United States and Japan at Bench Worlds coming up. And I'm telling you right now, that's going to be your winner at 105 at Bench Worlds. Sounds like so. it. Sounds like it. So yep. let's move on to this Grand Prix. Uh, I yep. know time is not our friend, but lucky for us, there isn't a lot of lifters in the Grand Prix. Um, the right. Grand Prix is for $2,000. Um, yep. I'm thinking, if, if in terms of the raw for men, I'm looking at this. We have Charles, the 74-kilo world champion, absolute beast of six, a young... 66-kilo man, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me, pardon yep. me, Taylor Atwood. I was going to say Taylor Atwood. Yeah, yeah. be adding him to the list right now. Excuse me, pardon me. But um, he's my favorite. He's going head-to-head with David Ricks, who's a living legend. And Jason yep. Mike, who also was a world champion in the Masters, uh, 120. But um, I believe, again, uh, Jason Mike, he's going in as a 120 plus, they have him. It's not going to favor him to go head to head with the 66 kilo. Um, you know what, Charles, the reason why I said 74, Charles is yeah. marked down as a 74. Which to me means that he's going in without plans of any cut. So, And, and, and that's ex- yeah, that's exactly what he said when I spoke to him. Is no weight cut. He's as healthy as he's ever been. He goes, I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. This guy's going to swing for the fences. And his training right now is on fire. Yeah, which is very interesting given the total that he's putting up with a cut down to 66. So Yeah. Yeah. This is your world champion, 66. Absolutely built like a tank himself. Tank. Um, I think he's walking away with the $2,000 check right there. Um, Agreed. I I don't think David's got it in him right now to beat him, although I'm a huge David Ricks fan, but... I can't see yep. slaying this young lion. Jason Mike is as strong as you can find, but again, it's going to be tough. Um, it's The formula is not in his favor anymore. Uh, I think Charles is, is the man in terms of the raw. Now, looking at the equipped, mm-hmm. you know, I you got Blaine Sumner, but he's a heavy. Yeah. How, how much has the formula shifted? That Blaine Sumner could be knocked off the pedestal. Blaine Sumner was, you know, he's the equipped king, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just just looking at the other, I mean, there's only one guy, Shane Brady out of Alaska, who's, you know, at a 93. So, you know, presumably the formula favors, like we said, kind of the 93, 83 men. But, I mean, I don't know if Shane's got yeah. enough to unseat Blaine. And I don't so. think so. And Blaine I would, I'm picking Blaine. Crazy yeah. Blaine yeah. has been murdering it. I, I'm picking Charles and Blaine to walk away with $2,000 checks. And um, if I had to do a second, I'm thinking our boy uh, Jason Mike walks away with a $1,000 check. If you want a second place, because last time we said a close runner-up. And for the equipped, I'm, I'm not even entirely sure about the equipped. Paul, before Matt goes, <laughs> I'm picking the same thing. I don't think I think Charles is a runaway favorite for yeah men, and yeah. for, the, for the equipped. I still think it's going to be Blaine. As yeah. I said, Blaine's been putting up crazy numbers in training. Um, when you I think mean, equipped, he, he, he always he always puts up crazy numbers in yeah. training. But 
I just he's not slowing down. No. Anyway. Uh, for the men, what are you thinking, Matt? Yeah, I'm I'm in total agreement with you. It's going to be Charles uh, for the Raw and 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 Blaine for the men, and I think it's yeah, that's it. I, I mean, it's just not as stacked as, for instance, even um, the pro American. A lot. Yeah, this more. is this is this is also yet another reason. Uh, you know, you've got the the pizzazz and the cachet, if you will, of lifting on the rogue stage in front of a lot of people, but that is intentionally a small meet. The flights are shorter, and they're on a pretty strict time crunch up there on that stage. And so I know that that's another reason why some people do shy away from this event is because it's run like a track meet. Mm, and so yeah. if you're used to those longer flights, particularly some of these, these equip lifters and some of these bigger people, that meet runs very, very quickly. And so it's just, uh, you know, some of the stars may not align in terms of extracting what you would consider, you know, your, your top shelf performance. Well, that's even more reason why I take Charles over Jason Mike, who's massive. Just Jason Mike trying to get up to his top weights is going to take him, you know, a good yeah. chunk of the day. Um, right. Now, looking at the women's, though, if you want to talk about matchup. This is where I'm excited. This is by we, far. We always talk about the 63 kilo women being such a great matchup. But this is ridiculous. So this yeah. is overall, and, and it's got to be said, so this is by formula. But listen to the names, my friends. Jennifer Thompson, arguably the greatest, at least women's powerlifter of all time. You could argue powerlifter period of all time. Megan Scanlon. 57 kilo U.S. national champion, now going to be in the 63 kilo. She doesn't have to cut. She could cut some. She doesn't have to come in full on 63. Maybe she's mm -hmm. just going to end up around 60 kilo. Jennifer Milliken, who's also multiple time world champion, best lifter at the yep. 2017 world championships. And then you got uh, Sam Calhoun, who's a um, 63 kilo national champion, who had to defeat. Jen Thompson, possibly the greatest female powerlifter of all time. Who is also the reigning world champion. Who is also the reigning world champion. And then the phenom, who everybody's excited about, Amanda Lawrence, who has been squatting six plates, 585 pounds, 266 <laughs> kilo, in the gym, um, pulling 600 pounds, 272 kilo, with straps. I get it. It's not quite the same. But what she's shifting in the gym... And let's add to the fact, she's an 84 kilo, and this new formula favors the 84 kilo women. When I look at this, okay, and she's a junior as well, myself, I think, A, number one, this Grand Prix, if, if you're not excited watching uh, the, the, the resume I just led right there, how many of these women are either world champions or U.S. national champions and could be world champions and heavy favorites to be world champions this year? This is an all-star cast. This is a crazy matchup. If you're putting a gun to my head, or let's, let, let's say you're putting a million dollars on the table, and I got to <laughs> pick. I think... We're going to see Amanda Lawrence. I think after this championship, everybody's going to be talking about Amanda Lawrence. I think we're about to see the breakthrough performance of Amanda Lawrence's career. And I think 2019, she's going to be the toast of, of powerlifting. Mm -hmm. As long as, because she's going to build a huge chunk of her total with her squats, she stays in the pocket 
and they can actually reel her in and not let her miss her third lift by trying to go a little heavy like I want to be the first woman 84 to hit 600 and she loads 600 and on some days it's there some days it's not I believe she hit it in the gym she hasn't yet no are you sure 585 is the highest she's gone in the gym at least according yeah. to social media I just, right. I, I, I just that's, that's what scares me yeah, and that's and that's presumably at a slightly heavier body weight as well. I mean, I, I'm not taking anything away from Amanda. I mean, I help coach her at nationals. So. Again, though, she uh, doesn't have to hit 84 if she doesn't want to. She can be slightly yeah. heavier. So that's why that this is almost the place to do it. You yeah. Know? Sure. Because there's no there's really no consequences for missing. I mean, clearly you want to represent yourself well and you want to take a stab at getting some cash. But you're not. This is not qualifying you to go anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know you're not losing podium spot at Worlds uh, based on a miss. So you know, and and because she's you know for all intents and purposes, well she is. She's lifting unopposed in her weight class, and but going on formula. I mean, yeah, she's you know according to this IPF score, she's going to be the the lady to beat there. So and, she's just got she's just got to make eight or nine. That's all. And do and the big thing would be and again. If she misses weight, quote unquote, it th- she still lifts and the formula still sticks, and I don't think it makes a difference. So if she's feeling a little rough in the weight cut and she's like, you know what, I'm coming in a little heavier, but I'm also coming in for a 600 squat. Let the ladies try to deal with that. I think you know okay. it doesn't. This is the place. Like it's just that's the difference between this this championship and the Raw Nationals, where anybody right. who has a difficult time making weight. Well, and anyone who, who plays it close to the weight class, I'm really close to my weight class. The weight cut's not bad. Never hampers my performance. That's not going to be an advantage coming into the world of the Arnold Classic. So that's where, again, that just leans even further into Amanda Lawrence. The only question is going to be, will she leave money on the table, literally and figuratively, because it's a two thousand dollar check on the line by overshooting her third squat because it's an ego lift and she wants a big round sexy number like 600 when 590 would have been there and 590 yeah. would have sealed the deal. Instead, let's, oh, fuck 590. Let's go to 600, misses, and now you're going forward with your second squat. And I don't know what her second squat's going to be, but she's dealing with the murderer's row. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I vaguely remember maybe a few weeks back her actually saying that she was looking forward to taking a shot at 600 at Worlds. So she might not even be putting 600 on the bar. She yeah. might be thinking, like you said, about a 265 kilo, 270 kilo, somewhere in there, 584, 589, 595, somewhere in there. Make sure she gets the third one and 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 you know ride this momentum into her her prep for Worlds and then go ahead and hit the 600 in Sweden. You know, um, you know she's not going to have any competition in the juniors in Sweden. I wouldn't think unless there's some 84 junior that that we don't know about. Um, but uh, you know the lifts will be more important in Sweden. But she might just think you know as she said if she's speaking truth you know save the 600 for for the second meet. Well, it's got to be said going into so. Sweden. Her goal is not to win the juniors. Her I know. Goal, I know that. I know. She, she said, "I'm going to pull a Rondell Hunt." And I'm no beating way. everybody in the open. She put on notice. She I'm beating, did. I'm outclassing everybody in the open. And I know it's cocky, but I love it. I, and I think she might be able to do it. We'll see. It, yeah, it'll be cer- tough. C- certainly good for the sport. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? I mean, same thing. I don't think Amanda Lawrence is going to be even Who? challenged in this case. Um, just because the IPF formula, the way it works, and the numbers she's putting out are insane. 
Let's. I'm more interested in the breakdown of who do we think is going to win the 63. I was just about to say you guys aren't getting off the hook just yet. I know no. time. I know time's on our friend. We'll we'll say we'll do five minutes to save for the deadlift, squat, and bench. Uh, we'll we'll just throw out our, our big picks. But for the 63 kilo women, and my God, man, you got Jen Thompson, Megan Scanlon, Sam Calhoun, and Jennifer Milliken. Thompson, IPF world champion. Scanlon, U.S. champion. Calhoun, U.S. champion. Milliken, world champion. Woo! So, it's a it's, resume. It's a resume. If I got a pick, and I do, I honest, I believe Sam Calhoun is going to emerge in 2019. And I think she's going to become the queen of the 63s. And I think it's going to begin here. If I could, and that's and that's my choice. Um, and Matt shaking his head right now, so I'm gonna go with wait, wait, <laughs> nodding. Yeah, not shaking, yeah, nodding. Sorry, nodding. Dude, that's, dude. But um, I don't get Matt in trouble. That's right. Um, <laughs> so you, you thinking the same? No, you know what? I'm gonna go with Jen Thompson. Oh, look at you, you big softy. Just, I don't think she's quite done yet. I think she's. But she's not. No, oh, she's, I think she's, not she's done. gonna throw in a massive performance of this. She's not. Yeah, she, she loves rising on these stages and. She's gonna go toe to toe. Believe me, she's. This is Jen Thompson, for God's sakes. Look at. She could be dead for ten years, and if you put her on the roster, she shows up. She's still gonna be fucking toe to toe. You don't understand what I'm saying? She's not going away. Um, but I think Sam is just coming into her own. What do you think, Matt? So here's. Yeah, I, I would go. Uh, the short version is this: Calhoun one, Thompson two, Milliken three, Scanlon four. And here's my reasons why. Um, I talked to Sam Sam today, and Susie, my wife, will be coaching her. I won't be there because I'll be coaching Ray in the other part of the building. But my wife Susie's going to be coaching Sam. She's had a fantastic prep. She's ready to roll. She's feeling healthy. Uh, hopefully, can build on her total from Raw Nationals uh, and actually all three lifts. Maybe the bench will be around the same, but we're looking for small small improvements in the squat and the deadlift. And she's going to pull last, so clearly that gives her an advantage. Yeah, Jennifer Jennifer Thompson, um, I would think would be her most formidable opponent. The deal with Jen is, Jen, let's not forget, Jen has to compete in the pro bench early in the morning with oh. a start time. Yeah, so the pro bench is in the morning. Now, so the question there is, how hard is Jen going to go in the bench format, bench only in the morning? Presumably, doesn't have to go all out because she's, you know, the, the goat in terms of bench pressing. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, in order for her to get the cash, I don't think she's going to have to go crazy. But once again, this is an exhibition. So I do indeed expect her to push herself. The question would be how much would a max bench in the morning affect her bench in the afternoon and would that you know, squeeze away perhaps a couple of kilos? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I would, I would take Jen at, at, at two and Milliken at three. Just having spoken to Jennifer um, Milliken, she said that this training prep hasn't exactly been fireworks. That's actually a quote. She's looking to possibly – squeeze out um, a little bit on her squat, perhaps chip her American record squat. Her bench has been down because she's dealing with the shoulder impingement, um, but I would expect her to hit a PR deadlift. But because her bench press is down to the tune of about 7.5 to 10 kilos, I think that pulls Milliken probably out of that pole position in terms of one or two. And in terms of Meg Scanlon, Meg is just going to weigh in heavy as a heavy, you know, uh, as a light 63, I mean, she's representing us at Worlds in Sweden as a 57. Um, she uh, respectfully doesn't have the deadlift quite yet to compete with these other three. Uh, she's obviously huge in the squat, 
and um, you know, and and is formidable in, in that discipline. But she's also going to be weightlifting at the Arnold earlier in the week. I know oh, you wow. talked to her on your podcast before, so she's she's competing in weightlifting and powerlifting at the Arnold, which is really cool. Yeah. Two sport, two sport athletes. So that that's how I would call it. I would take Calhoun one, Thompson two, Milliken. Uh, three and Scanlon four, but it's gonna be a load of fun because you've got three ladies, four ladies actually, and they're all strong in different disciplines. You got Scanlon and Milliken who are just unreal world class squatters. You got Thompson, of course, in the bench, and then you got Calhoun bringing up the rear in the deadlift. So yeah. it's just gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, all of them world class in their respective uh, yep. fields can break world records in terms of the events that they dominate. Um, looking at nice segue into the pro bench. I yep. think Jen Thompson's low-hanging fruit, quite honestly. Yeah. I think she could hit 300-pound bench fairly leisurely and, and seal the deal and then push her, more yeah, towards a three, sleep. Yeah, and push more towards a, what, 315 later in the three-lift. So I'm thinking she's definitely the heavy favorite. Now, for the men, and I don't think anybody, we even have to have a big discussion on that. I know no. we're running close on time for yourself, Matt. So let's just skip along to the men. Who pops out for you for the men? I'm going to guess Joseph Amadola. Ooh. Yeah, and so here's the deal with Amendola. As I said, he's competing at 105 on Friday in the Raw Challenge, and he is intentionally going to weigh in heavy and take a shot at breaking Dennis Cornelius's bench record. Mm. So Dennis Cornelius has got the bench record at 120 at 253 kilos, and Joseph, just a week or two ago, at my gym, SSPT in Rockville, benched 255 and crushed it. And that was you know, at about two kilos over the 105 uh, weight class limit. So I fully expect Amendola to go ahead and, and take Dennis's record. Also uh, of note would be Michael uh, C. in the 74s. He's coached by Chance Mitchell, and he's had a, just an incredible prep. And Chance said that there's a really good chance that he could be taking a, a stab at Brandon Maddox's American record bench press. So... Uh, we're talking something in the 197 to 200 plus kilo range wow. out of out of a 74. Yeah, that's insane. Which is insane. So, um, you know, obviously Bonica should do well uh, in the equipped. You know, 84 there, and those are probably just um, and, at first blush. You know, some of the biggest names going on there. Yeah, and nobody's taking Blaine in the uh, equipped no. male. So no, they, yeah, he 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 just has to come out and, and actually. Uh, make some lifts, you know, with a shirt on. So, um, And taking a look at the pro deadlift, um, Amanda Lawrence is in there. You know, and, and I'm interested in Amanda Lawrence in that um, I've only seen her really pulling with straps on. I know she's hit 600 in the gym. Again, straps on. It looked like they were at the t- is at the tip of her fingers with straps on even. I don't know if she's going to be able to hang on to that. Um, in terms of scheduling, I don't know where the pro deadlift is around that three lift, but I'm sure the three lift will get a lot more of her attention. Nonetheless, yep. looks like it's a day after. Nonetheless, yeah, it's the it's the it's, the it's the it's the morning after. So that's another thing too. Just having Amanda compete in two events back to back, and so if she lets it all hang out and rides that adrenaline wave on Saturday afternoon, what is she going to have left in the tank for Sunday morning? And I know I know a handful of lifters, my wife included, who have lifted in raw events and then gone on to compete in the deadlift event, and very few of them perform well in that deadlift only. Um, after having done a powerlifting meet, because it is so hard to kind of pull that throttle back and say, you know what, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna you know hold back just a pinch because I still have to deadlift on that deadlift stage, and then they go out on the deadlift stage and only make two lifts. So um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. That's why I think they also probably have Amanda listed at 84 plus because if she does make weight on Saturday afternoon, we'll see if she can hold the line so to speak and make it again on uh, on on Sunday morning, which of course she doesn't have to, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think there in the pro deadlift, one thing that I'm really excited to see is just absolute powerlifting legend Brad Gillingham coming yeah. back. Uh, he's been through some health issues. He's I, I've spoken to Brad, and he's looking to take a shot. He he would love to pull 800 pounds again. It's been a while, but the, and I believe this would be the 103rd time that he's pulled 800 pounds in competition. So um, crazy it would be step. really really cool to see him do it at the Arnold at 52 years old, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, in terms of formula, you know, nobody's if, – if, if, if Blake, Stephen LeHue can make some lifts, um, you know, if, if he can make three deadlifts, uh, which sometimes <laughs> doesn't happen, but if he can do it, um, he's probably going to be tough to beat in terms of, you know, IPF score there. But, uh, you know, I, I think Brad will – you know, if he can get up on that big stage and bring down the house with an 800 pull, that would be really cool. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Um, if anyone paying attention, yeah, Brad went through some very serious health issues. So this is a pretty big comeback at 52 years old to if he pulls 800 pounds, it's a hell of a story. And a big stage to do it on. So I think everybody's interested in that one. Um, I, I just want to keep you for one more minute and then we'll let you go, yep. sir. Right around 8 o'clock right now. Perfect timing. Let's yes, touch base on this squat challenge. Um, <laughs> I see Chance Mitchell. Uh, just rolling through some of these names right now. Sorry, yep. Mandel, who's got a massive squad as a 66. So, yeah, and in terms in terms of the lighter guys, you got to be looking at, at at Mike Coons. So I don't know if you know who Mike Coons is, but he he competed at 59 kilos. I coached him at the 2012 World Cup in Sweden, where he he out squatted Fedosienko. Um, wow. and, and got the world record at the time. And so Mike Coons is, uh, yeah, he's, he only, uh, he's going to weigh in around 60 ish kilos. And I mean, for him to, you know, squat 120 something is like you and I getting up out of a chair. Wow. So, um, that's going to be nothing for him. But like you said, chance in, in the 93 or 93 area, he's expecting to put up 30 or 30 plus reps. And, so, and I think Sawyer has been talking about hitting roughly around the same. You know, he's kind of, you know, 30 reps or bust. What is so, what is the squat challenge? Let's, let's real quickly, what is, how does the squat challenge work? It's not like any so of the other events. Yeah, it's double body weight for reps. Uh, you, walk, you, you, you walk out, um, uh, you get one squat command from your head ref, and then you're allowed to take as long of a, of a rest uh, in between reps as uh, you need. And the head referee is allowed to tell the spotters to take you and guide you back into the rack if they feel that, you know, uh, it's been deemed hazardous or you're going to fall over or you're shaking too much. So, uh, but it is just body weight for reps and they are judging you on depth. So it's just whoever completes double body weight. Uh, for the most successful repetition, it's actually going to be pretty entertaining to watch. That's uh, yeah, it's it's getting a little close to CrossFit, but uh, but 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 it's still. It, I mean, it is entertaining to watch this. Anytime you see an AMRAP, it's always entertaining. So yeah, and yeah, and I think I think it's you know it, it'll help to connect some of the average gym bros, if you will, 
who might be passing through the expo center or whatever, who may not you know, be familiar with powerlifting, they can maybe a little bit more easily identify with a man or a woman getting up there and doing a double body weight for reps. So, and, and you will literally see some, some, some guts, some blooded guts. Oh, absolutely. Grind. You are definitely going to see at least one person throw up. You, like, far, <laughs> after, far after you're done, you could belt out another three reps and people are cheering for you to dig in. Like, watching Strongman, when you see them grind out three more when you thought they were done three before that, like, that's some entertaining stuff. I think it will bring new fans for any passing by. Um, I don't know a whole lot in terms of these gentlemen. It's this. That's this is way different than the single lift. So yep. this is gonna be hard to call. I'm just gonna say Chance because I'm familiar with him. A, B, he's been doing some downright silly and raps that we posted. So yep. I'm actually gonna look up the gentleman uh, Michael Coons, like you had said, and check him out as well. But early goings, I'll take Chance just because he's he's what I'm familiar with. What are you thinking? Uh, to be different, I'm gonna pick Sawyer Yandel. Okay. Well, and what are you thinking, Matt? Because if Coons can out squat Fetishanko, now that's a one repper, and things change when it's multiple, so it's hard to call. Yeah, and are they doing? Uh, I'm just trying to think. I guess that they have Coons listed at 93, but I I, I know for this a fact he doesn't. He's coming in heavy. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. he might he he's, might have consumed another 59 kilo gentleman. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the same thing. I, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and take Mike um, Coons. Uh, just because he's way lighter than Chance. I mean, like I said, if Mike comes in at 65, that would be heavy. So, because yeah. um, he's a little guy. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Coons uh, if they're not splitting uh, the weight classes like that. Otherwise, I'd take Chance. Sounds good. Listen, Matt, um, we're going to let you go. We're just past 8 o'clock. We said 8 o'clock. Yep. We're true to the game. Listen, thank you for coming on. Uh, you, you, you bring so much when it comes to your scouting. I don't know anybody who can yep. fill this role. Me and Paul both are like, my God, I hope Matt shows up. We were terrified. We, we, were, we were terrified. <laughs> there was fear and anxiety. We were, I'm not joking, Matt. Paul was like, should we cancel this? I go, we got to do the fucking preview. And we can't just lean on Gary so heavy. The whole thing scrapped. No preview shows now unless Gary's involved. But we were going to at least bump hey, it. I will not do a preview show unless Matt's involved. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. How am I supposed to know my picks if Gary's not here? Yeah. But uh, but listen, man. Thank you very much yeah. for joining. Um, as usual, you're part of the KOTL family. And, yeah, uh, man. We'll, Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, fellas. See you, Mike. See you. All right, good night. Yeah, you know what? That a uh, squat challenge. I so I thought initially that um, it would be like the bench in, in the deadlift, but yeah. it makes sense now. First off, um, okay, I, I get every now and then a couple of wraps here and there. Uh, we, I put AM wraps in program before. I've seen other people AM wrap But that makes sense. Chance is doing it like a motherfucker. It's like, Chance, what are you doing for? Same thing. Like, I was, I've obviously been following his training. Yeah. And I'm watching what he's doing. I'm like, this guy's putting some serious work in. <laughs> which is why I'm voting for him for my pick for 93. So, the, the, one, the one caveat would be so I'm not sure how they're doing it. If um, it's 93, it looks like it might be I 93 and up, and then 93 and splitting them. So this, so Michael Coons, if, if they have him as 93, does that just mean everybody under 93 is just going head-to-head? I think Double so. Line? I think that's what you're looking at. It's just two weight classes. And that's it. Yeah. Like over and, but it's over and under 93. But it's whatever you weigh in as. Yeah. So it'll be over and under 93. Yeah. The difference between a 59-kilo guy and a 93-kilo guy, though, is freaking massive. So if they're both just doing double body weight and there's no formula to help even it out, 
That's where I'm a little Which iffy on my pick with chance. I, I think, I've got to go with a lighter weight guy. I think Sawyer moving, like, let's say, as a 74-kilo lifter, that means he's moving 350-something. And Chance, is, uh, he's not yeah. a small gentleman. No. He could cut some water for this, I'm sure. They'll have weigh-ins, but... You know, but Ch- the only reason Chance, he's been grinding... Yeah. Dude, he's been he's been working hard. It's gonna come. To, it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch because it's gonna, to this. it's gonna be more of a mental like who can grind out, who can mentally tough this thing out. It, some of these squats are gonna be because I know when I get an AMRAP, no matter what, I'm ending at like ten or twelve. Because <laughs> mentally, I am weak. You get <laughs> <laughs> the first I the, the so first soft. sign of lactic acid buildup. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, gross, oh, oh gross. no, 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 no. I'd be like Michael Johnson, like you pulled a hammy and pulled a lame. <laughs> but um, I'm bailing. I'm bailing that far and dropping it into the pins, whether they're there or not. Um, I honestly, for me, I can only imagine what some of your joints, hips, and everything would feel when you're going oh, to. The, you can't go no more with an wrap. Even training for this, that's a dicey proposition. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I think the uh, Grand Prix with the women's is. Probably going to be the highlight, but when it comes to standout performances, I'm intrigued to see what Sean Noriega does. I think he could be in the 800s. I'm intrigued to see what Ray William does. I'm intrigued to see how much Panda squats. I mean, in terms of individual performances, you're getting some yeah. glimpses at the Worlds, and you're getting some people who aren't going to the Worlds and see what they bring. Um, even Joey Flex, man, he's been smashing some big weights. He's really yeah. coming into his own. When it comes, to, yeah, when it comes to the Arnolds, it's kind of like what you, what you and Matt both said. It's more interesting for me to watch the individual performance. Because yeah. some, some, of sh- some of the face-offs and showdowns yeah. don't really add up. No, I mean, it's just, it's too small of flights. It's like yeah. going to a local meet when you default into, oh, I got a gold medal because I was the only 105 that showed up. However, it's an opportunity for a gentleman like Sean Norega, who's been killing big gymnasts, hasn't put it together on a platform like he'd like yeah. to put it together on the platform. Without, or, hey, look, it's a water cut because the water cut messed him up with the Raw Nationals. Well, guess what, my friend? You don't have to worry so bad. Pull out a little. Come in a little heavy. That's fine. Let's see where your total's at. So, yeah, those intangibles go out because it's more exhibition style. Or when you got people like Joey Flex or Tina Tornado who are so busy handling people at Raw Nats that they never get a chance to really throw yeah. everything into their own performance. And, I, and I'm so, glad like Joey gets to do this because um, looking at Joey Flex's training them was fuck, man. I'm excited to see what he hits. And I'm really excited to see what Tina Tornado hits. Yeah. Yeah, they deserve this. They're almost like, look at the Raw Nats is, all right, I show up, I, I yeah. wave high fives, but I'm there to coach. And then now they're here, they can actually put something forth. Especially if Joey gets to go first on the first day, he's going to be fresh. He's going to be fresh as yep. he's ever been. This is the freshest Joey Flex we've ever seen. Um, but anyways, thank you for tuning in, everybody. From And as always, share this. I'll repost if you share. Give us highlights and uh, let us know about our picks. If, if, you, if you disagree... By all means, shoot me a DM, shoot Paul a DM, shoot King Alyssa a DM, and we could debate it. Because, um, I mean, some of these are tight races. So from Six Pack Lapidat, Paul Moran's and underscore lifts. Until next time, peace.